we've been praying and we'll continue to pray for the situation in Israel. Uh, I, I do, I do have confidence just because of the Bible prediction and prophecy. They will prevail. They will prevail over this nonsense. But the sad thing is, is the loss of life and, and people that are, that are being uh, tortured and just, just unspeakable things I saw on the news today that I won't even say over the pulpit, but you can watch the news and see, but just horrible demonic activity. It's beyond human meanness. It goes to something else, doesn't it? It's just pure evil and, uh, you know, doing things to children and all. I mean, what have they done wrong? They just happen to be born in this time. But, uh, we pray for all of them. And uh, we pray that God's will will be accomplished and that conflict will be wrapped up quickly. Amen. And, you know, the Bible, a lot of people say, well, we shouldn't have any military or any kind of retaliation. Well, again, you just show if you believe that you're ignorant of the Bible. The Bible says that the soldier uh, bears uh, the sword not in vain. Amen. And that there's a time that God anoints men to uh, to bear the sword and set things right. And I know that's hard to take, and we wish it was uh, Tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulips, but that's not reality. And um, you remember the you remember when the National Guard was in San Francisco trying to control some things, and some girls putting flowers in the you know in the in the uh, rifle. Uh, Inside the rifles. Crazy. Well, we're not going to be flower children. We're going to be children of God, and we're going to stand on the Word. Amen? But I, 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 I have met, on, on, a, on my tours of Israel, I have met some of the members of the IDF, which is the Israeli Defense uh, uh, Force. And these are the the sharpest, nicest young people you've ever seen in your life and will literally lay down their life for their country. And uh, so some of them are having to do that this week. So in your time of prayer, your devotion, your quiet time, just lift those people up, amen, and pray for them that God will strengthen them and that the, the, the truth and righteousness will prevail in the face of evil. Amen. All right. Let's look at this. Is nothing uh, new or shocking, but it is a, a reminder of some things we need to do. Acts 16. You know, there's the story of there was this woman with a spirit of divination, and yeah, actually it says in verse 17 the same. This woman, uh, she said, brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. She was kind of like a fortune teller, and it came to pass, um, it says, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination. So we know that's demonic, it's the wrong side. Uh, Which brought her masters much gained by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and, uh, and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now, you think about what she was saying. 
that doesn't sound too off, does it? I mean, that almost sounds like an endorsement of their ministry. But it was from the wrong spirit, and it's a seducing spirit. The thing about seduction is it, it's uh, or somebody seducing you into a wrong uh, spirit or a wrong doctrine. It's, it's, a, it's not going to be, if you're going to poison somebody, you, you, you wrap it in something tasty. You know, you don't just serve them, open your mouth, I'm going to give you a spoonful of strychnine here. No, you, you put it in the middle of something that's tasty and uh, that would be enticing. Well, you know, any minister walking through t- a, a new town like that needing an endorsement would probably be happy at people saying, these are the real deal. These are the servants of the Most High God. And you, you could be seduced into thinking it's pretty good, but actually she was uh, of the wrong spirit. And it says, this did she many days. They didn't, they obviously, I don't think they even knew it right off. It was, it was probably grading on them in some way, you know, just grading on, uh, on, on the spirit, on their in, inward spirit. And then finally, it got on their nerves to the point that Paul being grieved, in other words, in the spirit being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Amen. He cast that spirit of divination out. And when her master saw that their hope of their gain was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. In other words, gigs up, you've, you know, you've messed up our, this is our star student here, and now you've messed her up, and we don't have any income. <laughs> and brought them to the magistrate, saying, these men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. The, the poor Jews, they've had trouble from day one with, with the world. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And it says, and the multitudes rose up together against them uh, and cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Uh, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Now, I've been in uh, Rome, in the ancient part, and I've, I saw one of the prisons that Paul was kept in. And there's, I'm just telling you, there's no way you could escape this thing. It, 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 they're built out of stones that are, you know, wider than I can stretch. Uh, I don't know how they even built some of this that they did, but they did. And, uh, and, and, and then it's not only you're in the prison, but you're in the inner prison. In other words, think dungeon. <laughs> you're in the dungeon. You're in the part that they lock up people that they don't want to escape by any stretch. Not only that, their feet fast in the stocks. Some of them, you know, they'd let them sit on the floor and they'd put um, irons on their ankles and lock them down. Other Others, they'd hang them on the wall even. You'd be like, you know, four stocks. Two two things with uh, your uh, wrist holding you, and then the others, you know, with your ankles. 
In other words, make sure you don't run away. (laughs) And that's the way they were. Think about the dire situation that they are in. And they, I mean, this is after they had torn off their clothes, they're naked and getting beaten, and then put in this situation. uh, And you're thinking, tomorrow can't be any better in this situation. And it says, at midnight, Paul and Silas cried, and they felt sorry for themselves. And they said, we must be out of the will of God. Now, people say, well, you know, you must, if you have a, some bad things happening, well, you must be out of the will of God. Well, like one person said, there's only two times that, you'll, that uh, the devil will attack you. It's when you're out of the will of God and when you're in the will of God. So... <laughs> That's the only two times you can, you know, worry about being attacked. And uh, I know a lot of preachers today, and I'm not saying I'm all that in a bag of chips, but, you know, something bad like that happens to you, you might really question your whole deal, right? And uh, am I, am I, why is this happening to me? Why, why am I going through this? What's, what's the story? Uh, but, you do know that we're in warfare, uh, spiritual warfare. Well, the devil doesn't want preachers casting devils out of soothsayers, and he doesn't want the gospel to go forth and tries every way to stop it. Say, well, why would he, why does he care so much? Why don't you just leave Christians alone and let them do their thing? Well, because the Bible says that uh, the gospel is the power of God. You know, those Indiana Jones uh, movies they've got out, uh, you know, they always show, well, they're trying to get the Ark of the Covenant or they're trying to get the certain spear that was used, uh, you know, in the crucifixion or whatever. And uh, there's all this power in it. But that's not what the Word says. The Word says that the power of God uh, is contained in the preaching of the gospel. Amen? So, you know, we don't want it to get all weird about some relic. Uh, that's, uh, the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in relics. It dwell, he dwells in our hearts. Amen. And he's inside of us and he empowers us not only to live a Christian life and to do the things that are pleasing, but he empowers us to reach the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, the devil doesn't like that. If you've noticed in these, uh, communist regimes and especially like if you remember uh, the Soviet Union and and what that was like and today in communist China one of the first things they do is burn the churches down and take the bibles away and torture the christians you think why do they care you know folks meeting in a church and preaching and praying and singing and worshiping why do they care well because they know even the devil knows that that's where the power is and wants to stop it. You know, the Bible talks about Stephen, if you remember the story, about Stephen getting stoned. And the, the word says that his face shone like an angel. And those who were stoning him saw it. And they still continued to stone him and kill him. Even though they saw the love of God and the power of God upon him, they still continued. So it's not always that, well, they're just ignorant, they don't know. Sometimes it's the other way around. They do know, 
and they, they're deceived enough to think they can stop the Word of God from going forth. But they can't. Amen? Y'all getting anything out of this? Well, it says that at midnight, I love this part. And, you know, there's some, there's some, uh, uh, there's some analogies here that we can make, comparisons about that. Why is it at midnight? Well, you know, they say midnight's the darkest hour. Midnight's when it's the very darkest, when we're completely on the, you know, the, the rotation of the, of the earth around the sun has made that journey to the halfway mark. And it's the darkest time of night. And sometimes we feel that way about our life. Sometimes we feel that way about what we're experiencing and what we're going through, that I'm in the midnight hour. Have you ever felt that? I'm in the darkest place I've ever been. Uh, sometimes it's a health challenge. It can be a mental thing. It can be fear. Uh, it can be financial pressure. I'll tell you, financial pressure can drive you up the wall if you let it and, uh, and, uh, and, and make you get in fear that you're going to lose your home or, or, or whatever. And the, the devil's a liar. He, he always, like I said earlier, talking about magnifying the Lord, magnifying the word. Uh, the devil magnifies the problem, makes it worse than it is. And um, so here uh, it says that at midnight, which, which again is the darkest hour, Paul and Silas prayed. wonder what they prayed. You know what, I, I just believe that they, it, it says and, you know, and's an important word because whatever is on each side of and is, uh, has equal value. So it wasn't just prayer, it was also pr- singing praises, amen? And so they had the prayer side and then at the very same time they were singing praises. So I don't believe their prayer was poor pitiful me because it's kind of hard to sing praises and then and then say, poor pitiful me. So they prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. So they weren't just over here, quiet, singing kumbaya. <laughs> Amen. I believe they were singing, I'm so glad Jesus sets me free. I believe they were singing, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Amen. I believe they were singing... I'm in the glory land way. I believe they were singing, you know, maybe not our style and our culture, but, uh, and, and it was most likely in another language, but, uh, absolutely and not in English. But they were praising and singing praises to God, uh, some of their songs, uh, probably psalms and, and whatever. Amen. And they were singing it so loud that the other, remember now they're isolated. They're in the inner, chamber and they're singing so loud that the other prisoners heard them singing sometimes you know these little quiet times with the lord there's i don't fault that sometimes you know they they uh sing songs about he's as close as the mention of his name or there's uh you know something about he whispers to you in the night but there's also a time when he is the lion of judah and lions roar praise god and I believe we've got the roar of the Lion of Judah inside of us. 
And there's times to just be quiet before the Lord and, and, and worshipful. But there's also time to sing praises. Amen. Lift your voice up. Clap your hands. And, and like I said, in the middle of the night, don't just lay there and suffer. Get up. Go in the other room if you're, you know, sleeping with your wife or husband. But get out. Get up. If you have to go outside in the backyard, that's fine too. But get up. Turn on a light. And, and look up to heaven and, and sing praises to God. Amen. Say, you know, Lord, this looks bad, feels bad, smells bad, tastes bad. But I'll tell you, I'm not moved by that. I'm moved by the word of God. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to lift up Jesus' name. And I'm going to lift the word up in, in my home and in my life. And I don't care how bad it looks or how bad it feels or how bad it gets. Uh, Jesus is Lord. And he's on the throne. And I'm seated in, in him and with him in heavenly places. Now listen, we're not always inspired to do that. How much inspiration do you think they had? <laughs> Chain to the wall. <laughs> in the in what the equivalent of the Bastille, you know, I mean, come on. They're just like stuck. Uh, looks like with no hope. Now this is New Testament, so we can... If, if God does this for them, He'll do it for us. What's your What's your jail cell? What's your prison? And uh, you can it can be the prison of sickness. It can be the prison. I mean, pr- sickness can put you almost like you're in jail, put you flat on your back, and uh, and make you dysfunctional. <laughs> but wherever that uh, the prison is, or it can be the if you've ever run out of money. And things that you would normally do or want to do, you can't because you just, there's nothing to spend. I've been there. Have you ever been there? And, but praise God, you know, we just, that's the time to sing praises. Not poor pitiful me, how sad, poo poo. I'm Winnie the Pooh with the honey pot, you know, waiting for Eeyore to come over and say everything's bad. The dark cloud. But uh, we need to have the victory, amen? And uh, even after you sing praises a while, you might not necessarily feel all this glory and everything. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you can work your way out of it. And the devil doesn't want you doing that. And the devil will tell you, you know how you know what you're doing is right? The devil will tell you it's not helping. He'll say, well, this isn't helping. Well, if it's not helping, he should encourage you to do it more. <laughs> right? If it's not helping, well, then just, just, if, if I was a deceiver and what you're doing is in vain, I would say, yeah, keep doing that. that that'll help you. Find out it's hurting you. So you, what you say to the devil is, thank you for your confirmation that what I'm doing is, is making an effect. Because, because why are you fighting me so hard on it? Amen? Praying. He'll say it's it's a waste of time. No, it's not. Praying in other tongues. Well, that sounds like jibber-jabber. That's that's not helping anybody. He'll tell you to, to stop doing things that the Bible says will help you. The Bible says, Building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you can build and edify yourself through praying in the Holy Ghost. So all these things 
that are a benefit, the devil will tell you it's a waste of time. But he's a liar and a friar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Amen? So they're praising God. They're praying. And they're doing it loud enough that everybody else, I guess they woke up the whole place. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. I love that. As you praise the Lord, the name of this message is the power of praise. And as you're praising the Lord, even if you're chained to the wall (laughs) of the prison, the Lord can shake the foundation of that prison that's holding you back. And, uh, it's, and then the next thing is beautiful. And immediately, not nine years later, immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Praise God. So the prison that has been holding you down and, and uh, chained to the wall, uh, there's an earthquake that happens. It's shaken. Praise God. Uh, all your bands and chains fall off and you, uh, new doors open to your life. Can you say praise the Lord tonight? I'm going to preach for this night's over. Amen. Bible study. This is more like a revival. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Everyone's bands were loose and the doors are open and you're set free. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself because he's thinking, they're going to hold me responsible. Because remember, he had been told, now keep an eye on these guys. He's thinking, what's happened? Supposing that the prisoners had been had fled. But Paul cried with a little whisper, No, a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm. We're all here. Like, I mean, there's no fear in this thing. Most of us would have thought, there's the door. I'm out of here. But they just stood there, said, no, let them come and talk to us. He called for a light, sprang in, came trembling. Um, After, you know, Paul said, don't hurt yourself. We're all here. And he fell down before Paul and Silas, brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Isn't that beautiful? Here they, even at the moment of being delivered from this terrible situation, the first thing this guy sees is there's something to what they're saying. Amen. We always say a miracle settles the argument. A miracle settles the argument. And he knew it had to be a miracle, their deliverance. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And your whole house, your house. Uh, and they spake unto him the word of the Lord. And to all that were in his house, they spake the word of the Lord. And he took them the same uh, hour of the night and washed their stripes. Now he's... You know, first they're beating them, now they're trying to nurse them. (laughs) And was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. So now they're 
Now he's serving them steak, got meat. It's not pork, because they're Jewish. They wouldn't have been eating it. And when it was day, the magistrate sent the sergeant, saying, let those men go. They're afraid now. He said, the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. But Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. And now do they thrust us out privately? Nay, verily, (laughs) but let them come themselves and fetch us out. And the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. And they came and besought them and brought them out and and just begged them, basically. It says desired them. I believe that means they just begged them to depart out of the city. Like, please just go. (laughs) Don't make a big scene out of this. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. Um, And when they had seen the brethren and their, 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 their group, they comforted them and departed. Amen. So, the, I mean, what a testimony here, again, of the power of praise. Uh, you know, as you know, we I was very good friends with Armin Morales, who was the bass singer and the owner of the group, the Imperials. And, of course, in their heyday, uh, golden days, uh, they were the be- I think they were the best male quartet ever. And they sort of uh, ventured, um, they were creative with their music where, where everybody else sort of sounded alike. They started writing and singing uh, newer songs and some that were really a blessing and, and reaching a, a broader group of people. And just on fire for God and wonderful people. Well, uh, he told me, you know, they have that famous song, Praise the Lord, uh, you know, the chains, the chains that have bound you, you know, uh, they drop behind you when you praise him. You know, you've heard the song. How many's heard that song? You know, praise him. Praise the Lord. He can work for those who praise him. Praise the Lord for our God inhabits praise. Praise the Lord. You know the song. It's a, it's a, I think it's like a hymn. I mean, it's like an anointed song. And, um, so, uh, and Russ Taft, you know, he, he was the lead singer that made that song famous. But the Imperials told me, and especially Armin, he said, you can't believe the number of letters through the years that we got from a people that that they would put that song on, you know, like a CD or something at, in their hospital room. They were undergoing all kinds of serious medical procedures and things and being told bad news, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, hospitals are not usually the place of a lot of good news. Sometimes there's a, well, sometimes there's good news, but sometimes it's bad news. And, uh, said that, that, that they were, as they were going through maybe some cancer treatments or, or heart trouble, you know, treatments or whatever that they, procedures that they were having to endure, 
that they would put that song on and the anointing of the Holy Spirit would just come in that hospital room or that ICU area and just minister to them. And, and this song, you know, just put me over during a dark time or they were going through an ugly divorce or, you know, whatever was happening, they were uh, a death of a loved one. And that song is what really put them over. And, and I believe that, 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 that as we praise, you know, that song, praise the Lord, as we praise the Lord, um, I believe that the chains fall off and, and, and things change. How many believe that tonight? Uh, let's look at Psalm, uh, 150. And uh, most of you know that. Psalm 150. Let me get over there. Uh, about praise. Again, the power of praise. So many of these hymns or psalms uh, are start with praise ye the Lord. So many of them. It's praise ye the Lord. And, uh, and it, they almost sound alike. You know, you read them and they're very similar. But this last one says it all. <laughs> and tells us to, to praise the Lord. So let's read that, Psalm 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord as you praise the Lord. Don't let other people do the praising for you. I've seen folks, you know, we're worshiping God. You know, we're not, we're not up here singing to put on a program. We're, we're, you know, we're just trying to sing and play the best we can, uh, to, to help folks in the congregation and watching, you know, to, to, to just, to, to sing. Amen. And to, to worship the Lord. And so it says, praise you the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Well, here we are in our sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according. Now you start doing this and your problems get smaller. Have you, have you noticed that? That when you praise the Lord and you lift him up, that your problems get weaker and smaller and they don't seem as overwhelming. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. This is for folks that think you shouldn't have music in the church. Well, I don't know. Psalm 150 must have fallen out. We were in a church one time, uh, I was playing the piano for the Clout Indian family back in the, in the mid seventies and we got to a certain group that didn't believe in instruments, you know, of any kind. That's fine. They, they can do their thing. I don't care, but didn't believe in any instruments and thought they were of the devil. And so here we're all, we, you know, we're unloading the bottom of the bus with, we've got drums well they said absolutely no drums can't have any drums well said okay so told the drummer you can stay on the bus so uh don't need you so no drums and and then really didn't like it we had a they didn't have a piano i'm telling you they had nothing so we brought our fender Rhodes, you know electric piano in 
and they didn't like that, but we got to have something to sing with, and a bass player, and a couple of horns and things, and we finally just did, well, the head of the group, Vernon Clout, he got, he got tired of them telling us what we couldn't do. I don't know why they booked us. I don't know who booked us, like what crazy person there booked us. You know, we're a singing group and a band, you know. So anyway, we go in and he's, he's, he's been so badgered. By the time we got up there, they'd badgered the snot out of us, you know, and rebuking us before we even sang one song. And I'm thinking, why are we here? And he's thinking that too. And he figured they'll never invite us back. So he told this joke. He says, well, I think we'll start off with a little joke. He says, have you heard about, and he named the group that they were. He says, have you heard about them? They're going to all miss the rapture. And, uh, well, that went over big. And he said, because when the Trump, when Gabriel blows his horn, they're going to say that's the devil and they won't go, you know. Anyway, that, that, that uh, we had to about grab our stuff and run after that. They were ready to nail us to the cross. Well, the Bible says this, doing all this praising in the sanctuary. Imagine that. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Well, that's a pretty loud instrument, you know. Like, it's, 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 that's the instrument Gabriel will blow when Jesus comes back. Amen. You better get used to it. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Well, that's, uh, different kinds of stringed instruments that they had back then. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise God. Well, here's a stringed instrument, a piano, and here's an organ. And uh, we're going to get to the drums here next. It says, praise him with the loud cymbal, loud ones. Not, no, that, don't play it loud. If you play it, it'd be real soft. No, praise him with the loud cymbals. I'm just reading the word. I didn't write it. If you don't like it, write to the Lord at his email address and complain. Give a bad review. I don't know. But it says here, praise him with the loud loud ones, loud cymbals. Praise him with the high sounding cymbals. Amen. Um, Let everything... That hath breath, praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. Amen. Well, I believe that, you know, there, I think there's a reason that that's, that that's the last psalm. Because it's the most clear, it is the most instructive, and it's an encouragement to, to, to us. Amen. Well, really, in praise and worship, we should get so caught up with it that, you know, there's certain, certain, some folks, they just, certain instruments they don't particularly enjoy or whatever. That's fine. You can have your opinion. But we have to be careful that we don't bring our opinion into the church and try to stop the work of God with it. And say, well, I'm not getting my way, and therefore I'm mad. Well, <laughs> okay, but what are we going to do about the word here, Amen. So I think we just have to kind of get over it. I've told folks before, they say, well, I don't like the music. They say, well, skip it and come in after the, <laughs> come to church 20 minutes later and skip the music. You know, I don't, I don't think you'll go to hell for that. But um, it'd kind of be better just to get in on it. Amen. Just go with the flow and 
say, praise God, I'm going to, I can see here from the word, the pastor is following the word. I'm going to just, you know, you ought to thank God you have a pastor that follows the word. Some of them, some of them, they really yield to pressure and to manipulation and stuff. And, and they don't, you know, they, you get to the place where it's just a little community center. Uh, and, and take a vote on everything that's done. But, uh, that's not leadership and that's not, that's not feeding the sheep. Amen. So we have to, we have to do it. But if this works in the sanctuary to lift you and build you up, it would work in your living room. It would work in your car. It'll work in your, uh, the walks that you take, you know, to just get some exercise or some fresh air. Just learn, sometimes just sing as you walk. Praise the Lord as you walk. Amen? Somebody passes you, are you crazy? Maybe, but I'm praising the Lord, you know. Hallelujah. Why do we care what people think? Amen? We don't care what people think. We should care more what God thinks. And... Uh, and you can see, you know, if you, boy, if you can get the foundation of a prison to shake with an earth, with a Holy Ghost earthquake, uh, that was a sign to these unbelievers. They didn't go, listen to those crazy Pentecostal people in there singing their brains out. What's wrong with them? No, they were like shocked and the guy was going to commit suicide. And instead he got saved and in his whole house, praise the Lord. Probably started a church right there. Maybe that was the first prison chapel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, again, I just believe there's power in praise. Amen. So let's just uh, lift our hands right now. We just a couple of minutes here. And let's just praise the Lord. Amen. Lord, we do praise you. And we pray and praise and sing praises unto you. And, uh, we, we lift up your name in this place and we lift up your name in our place <laughs> and in our private life and, and, and in our public life. And we lift up your name and we thank you, Lord, that even, uh, some kind of a prison situation that's trying to brew in Jesus name, we, we break the power of that thing. We, we, we shake the foundations. And, uh, and we praise you and magnify you in Jesus name. Amen. Praise God.